Hey everybody and welcome to episode 74 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, I hope you're well. Um, when you get this, I will actually be out in Canada um, attending one of my friend's weddings, which would be interesting. I'm trying to get a few podcasts lined up out there as well because obviously in the health uh, industries, most of the guys I talk to, if they're not in England, they're either in Canada or the US at the moment. Um, I'm looking at a few German German guys as well. But um, interesting. But yeah, I'm going to try and get something lined up over there, uh, heading over to Saskatoon and then to Vancouver, which I've never been, been to before, which would be exciting. Uh, and then over to LA, um, we're going to go up to San Diego and back. So, so lots of people around there in the health industry, um, very interesting. And actually, uh, last week's guest, I, actually, uh, I probably mentioned it, Troy Casey. Everyone really loved that interview. Um, he's out there in Santa Monica, so hopefully I'll um, be able to hit, hit him up and catch up with him. Maybe say hello, maybe get a juice, and maybe we'll be able to go live, etc. If if we can um, get our schedules to work, so. That's going to be happening, but um, as always, guys, I'll still be available. I'll be on my uh, Insta, I'll be on Facebook, I'll be answering emails, etc. So no worries. Um, and as always, guys, people still asking me is a free uh, four-day Facebook group open. Yes, it is over at www.reviveyourself.co. All the articles, all our podcasts are over there. If you're not getting them on iTunes, I think they're on a few other um, a few other platforms as well. All good, and they're all going up on YouTube bit by bit so i hope you're all good uh, today's guest is dr tom o'brien he's a uh, he's someone i've been listening to for a long long time he's most people know him uh, talking about gluten and wheat he's one of the le- world's leading authorities on this subject he's he's a uh, an absolute expert when it comes to this uh, autoimmune disease as well he's got other books out one's called the autoimmune fix his book at the moment out is uh, how to fix your brain um, and he's an absolute plethora of knowledge so um, it's great to get him on especially when you've been like, I've listened to Tom talk for or Dr. O'Brien I should say talk for a long long time now it's really good to get to speak to him and he was a really really fun guest he was out in Costa Rica at the, mo- um, at the moment uh, when I interviewed him uh, and so he's on a holiday and he still took time to, to speak to us so without further ado here is Dr. O'Brien enjoy and I'll see you on the other side so guys and girls, welcome to episode 74 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Today we have got Dr. Tom O'Brien. Um, he's actually, well, he's based in Southern California, but today he's actually uh, over in Costa Rica. How's it been over there at the moment, Tom? Oh, it's, it's fabulous. It's um, paradise. Uh, uh, every day, if I count within a minute to two minutes, I'll count 25 to 50 butterflies. Oh, Yeah just constantly and so you know we've uh, it's a lovely location lots of foliage and the butterfly and everything's flowering so the butterflies are into the nectar so this is a nectar place i guess i'd say it like that's very sweet here yeah that's a that's a big thing i don't know um, recent report come out i think saying that uh, 75 to 80 percent of the um insect insects are actually like dying um, 
it's like the, the Earth's sex organs, I suppose. And so it's good to be somewhere. Where I think it's something you need to concentrate on. Is really getting those uh, insects to flourish again. Yeah, actually, actually, there was a uh, study published two years ago by the World Wildlife Fund, mm-hmm. and um, between 1970 and 2011, in 41 years, there's been a 58% reduction in the populations of all vertebrate species on the planet. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything with a spine. So the birds, the insects, the fish, the mammals. For the birds, it's 35%. For the mammals living near freshwater, it's 78%. Insects are quite high. I don't recall what it was for insects. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's what you said. Mm-hmm. And 78% of the porcupines are gone. The, the beavers are gone. The wolves are gone. They're gone in 41 years. Why? It's because they're drinking the water. And if you were drinking the water coming out of the streams by your home or out of the river by your home, by the Thames or you know wherever you are, you'd get cancer quicker and you'd be unable to reproduce just like the animals. Now, and there's one more study that goes along with this that I talk about, and that is they did a meta-analysis. That means they looked at a bunch of studies on one subject, and they looked at 186 studies between 1974 and 2011. So that's in 37 years. So in terms of all the vertebrate species, it was 41 years. And for this topic, 186 studies in 37 years on sperm count in healthy men, mm. not infertile men, healthy men. That means young guys like you, yeah. you know, and it's a 59% reduction yeah. across the board, 59%. Now, that doesn't mean anything to anybody that's listening to this until you realize scientists worry about extinction of a species at 72% right. loss of sperm. 72%. We're at 59% reduction in 37 years. What do you think is going to happen in the next 20 years? Your future kids, what kind of a sperm count do you think they'll have? Because this world gets more and more toxic. And we just go along with using plastic and using plastic lids on our coffee cups and using flame retardant chemicals in our clothing and in our bedding and all of the things that we're doing that overwhelms our immune system, causing the loss of the reduction in sperm count, the loss of vertebrate species, the dramatic increase in autoimmune diseases. It's the toxic environment. That's the primary concern. If I were in your age bracket, Knowing what I know now, the number one thing that I would focus on, if there were only one thing I was going to do, the number one thing I would focus on is learn how am I exposing myself to toxins every day. And then you, you just start thinking this way. For example, when you pump gas, petrol, and you're standing there, do you sometimes smell the gas? Yeah, of course. That's benzene. Yeah. Benzene is a neurotoxin, a brain toxin. And it causes cancer. But we stand there smelling the gas because it doesn't make us sick. So we think it's okay. No, it's killing your brain cells. It goes through your lungs, into your bloodstream, right up to your brain, kills your brain cells. So if you are thinking about how am I exposing myself to toxins every day and you, you realize you're pumping petrol and you're smelling the gas, you're downwind. Walk around to the other side of the hose. Now you're upwind. And you don't smell it anymore. You know, it's just really simple things, but we don't have this paradigm that we think from. 
So if there's only one paradigm shift that you get out of this talk today, this is it, is how am I poisoning myself slowly and my children and what kind of an impact is it having on my body? Yeah, 100% agree, Tom. And people, sorry, and people, will, um, people will say, oh, it doesn't matter, we'll die anyway. It's like, well, hopefully not today. You know, hopefully, hopefully I have a long, a long life. And I, I really agree. When I was going through my own health crisis, that was one of the things I was extremely toxic. I had a lot of mercury poison, heavy, heavy metal poisoning. Ever since, I always do things. I mean, all these things add up. We always say, if you've got, for example, 15, say you've got 1.5 million toxins that your body can re readily turn over and, and you can be okay. But when you're exposed to the amount of toxins we have today, like in the millions, I mean, eventually, keep on blowing up that balloon, eventually it will burst. You know, your body can only deal with a certain amount of toxins before that happens. And as you mentioned before, not just the petrol, then you've got the fluoride in the water, you've got things to put people put in their skin, their hair, what they cook their food in. I mean, this is endless, right? And so, I mean, this really does impact people. And, uh, well, you know, it's overwhelming. It's it overwhelming. overwhelming. So, so, anyone that's listening right now, and especially with your good summary that you just did, they might turn this off and say, this, I don't want to listen to this, it's too overwhelming. No, 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 no. There's a way through it. Mm -hmm. And the way through it, now, see, the problem, uh, one of the problems that my generation thinks about your generation, about the millennials, is that they want everything now. Now. I want it now. I want it today. You know, what, what does it take? I need it today. But if you're willing to give one hour a week one hour a week, every Tuesday night after dinner or every Sunday morning before church, who cares when it is, but you're consistent every one hour a week. I'm going to spend an hour on Tuesdays reading Dr. O'Brien's book or Dr. Joe Pizzorno's book, uh, or I'm going to listen to another podcast on toxicity. Just one hour a week in six months, you've changed your life. Because you're implementing one thing, well, I'd like to implement 10, but I'm going to implement one. All right, I, I can do this. And that becomes a part of your lifestyle. Next week, there's one thing. Well, I wish I could do 10, but I can do one, so I'll do one. And that becomes a part of your lifestyle. The next week, oh, this whole thing about flame retardant clothing. How many people you know have been saved from a fire because they were sleeping under flame retardant bedding? Mm. You know, it's just these toxins are being used. So when you learn this, my gosh, I'm going to start buying cotton clothing or silk or uh, uh, wool, but it's, I'll make sure that it's not, it doesn't have flame retardant clothing and you uh, flame retardant chemicals in it. And you will start implementing the little baby steps. See, in the U.S., uh, we, we have the game of baseball. And in the game of baseball, Everybody thinks what's glamorous is the home run, you know, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And everybody loves the home runs. But it's the base hits that win the ball game. Mm -hmm. It's the base hits. It's not the home runs. So if you have the philosophy in life, base hits win the ball game, and you're just going to implement one little thing this week, and next week you implement one little thing, and the next week you implement, for example, credit card receipts. Credit card receipts are loaded with bisphenol A. Yeah, BPA, yeah. Yeah, and BPA is a very toxic chemical that binds to your estrogen and testosterone receptor sites in your body, giving you hormone-related problems like low sperm count, right? So when you learn that credit card receipts have that, 
you get your credit card, uh, your, your receipts emailed to you as opposed to asking for a hard copy. You know, you'll just start thinking about little things when and you can't have every receipt emailed to you, but some you can. And the rest of them, you know, you grab it and hold it with your little fingers and put it in your pocket or whatever and then wipe your hands off. You know, just you just are more conscious of this kind of thing. But it's the base hits. Base hits win the ball game. Yeah, that's like Moneyball, right? The film Moneyball, if you haven't seen it, it's, uh, it's to bring mathematics into the into baseball. But I always say that. So, I mean, first of all, another analogy I like to use is you can't dry off when you're still in the shower. You know, so you need to take these. Yeah, you need you need to take these things out of your life, and a lot of times they're just one-time purchases. If you get your, your whole house uh, filtration system, that that means you're not just cooking with clean cleaner water, but you're washing your clothes with cleaner water, cleaning your teeth with cleaner water, and cooking your food with cleaner water. And then you know you, you use glass bottles instead of plastic, and all these things add up. And that's what I say to people: it's not it's not always at one percent, up to twenty percent. And as you said, the sperm count. I always think that. You might be in this stage of almost having a super race. When I say super race, it would just be us that are alive, living people that don't. Because the one, the one thing that does worry me is five G. Because for for the people that are listening, like you can get rid of, you can eat organic or go and buy as best organic food as possible. You can take away fluoride from your food. You can cook in ceramic pots and pans. You can um, get a water filtration system, etc. You can use coconut oil in your skin instead of chemicals. You can, you can, you can. But with things like five G. I mean, getting away from that is going to be a very hard task, right? You're absolutely right. There are four pillars. I refer to the four pillars of health. Anytime you have a health concern um, that you want to address, whether it's multiple sclerosis or rheumatoid arthritis or recurrent migraines or menstrual cramps, it doesn't matter what it is. Whenever you've got a health concern, there are four pillars that you have to look at and because every imbalance will have some some sequence of imbalance in each of the pillars. First, there's the biochemistry. That's what you eat and drink and breathe. Second is the musculoskeletal. That's your spine, your muscles, your bones, your posture, the beds you sleep in, the cars that you sit in, the chairs you sit in. Third is your emotional or spiritual. And fourth is your electromagnetic. They all have an effect. They, and this 5G is a very powerful toxin to your brain that you're going to be exposed to all the time. No choice. You'll be exposed to it day in and day out. And we don't have the defense mechanisms to deal with 5G. So your concern is a very valid concern. Yeah. And uh, we looked into, th- I think there's people thinking about putting stuff over the house to try and negate it. Or, uh, I mean, if you look into it, some of the, some of the, um, some of the research or that people are doing behind the reasons they're doing it as well. It's it's not too good. I had an interview with a certain Jason Kristoff. He went deep into it, talking about how they can these these this five G technology can maybe even put you to sleep, and it can even like move certain things. It's not it's not good. But just just for people out there, um, Doctor O'Brien, what everyone probably well people who've been around the natural health world for a while know you as someone who. We can't become coming to fame because of gluten. Always talking about gluten, and um, and 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 how it really does have a negative effect on our our lives or in our health. What was it that got you into that? Was was it a certain health issue that that you had yourself? Was it just seeing patients all the time that just kept on getting into? You know, I, mean, I think I remember once you were talking to um, Maximus Mark on one of his podcasts. I don't know. This is this is, a, this is years ago. And I remember you saying that you had a, you had a study. That um, showed 
showed people who cut gluten out of their diet, women, sorry, it's okay, pregnant women who cut gluten out of their diet, um, sorry, it was 9 out of the 10 women who had pregnancy issues had gluten. As soon as they took gluten out of their diet, they all went away. Um, it was a big impact. So what was it that first got you into it? Well, that's a really good question. And just for clarification, uh, most of the world talks about gluten. It's, it's not gluten, it's wheat. Wheat, wheat rye, and barley. Uh, gluten is one one component of wheat. Uh, gluten's a very important component of wheat, but if you have something that's gluten-free, you still may be getting the FODMAPs mm -hmm. from wheat or the uh, amylase trypsin inhibitors from wheat or the gluteomorphins from wheat. So we, and I'm just saying this now all the time so people start realizing in the back of their mind, oh, right, right, it's not gluten, it's wheat. Mm -hmm. So because the language is important on that. Uh, so how did I get into this? Well, uh, it was 37 years ago, no, 38, 39 years ago, my wife and I could not get pregnant, and I, I, I was an intern, and I called the seven most famous holistic doctors I'd ever heard of at the time, this was 1979, and I asked them, what do you do for infertility? And they all told me what they do. I put a program together, and we were pregnant in six weeks. Um, my... My neighbors in married housing heard about it. We lived on campus and they asked if I'd work with them. She had been through artificial insemination and nothing had worked. And I said, well, yeah, this certainly won't harm you and you'll feel better. Sure. She was pregnant in three months. So we were hot to trot. I came out into practice and I was ready to help the world get pregnant. Uh, every couple that wanted to get pregnant. And um, as a result of that, uh, we've helped hundreds and hundreds of couples uh, uh, over my career. And um, there's not much in medicine that's all or every. But this is an every. In my clinical experience, this is an every. Every person that has a hormone-related problem, whether it's men with testosterone or premature ejaculation or a low sperm count or women with estrogen imbalances and not enough progesterone or uh, ovarian cysts or whatever, a hormone-related problem. Every patient that came through our clinic had some foods that they were eating that they didn't know were bad for them. Mm -hmm. And those foods were causing inflammation. Now, Mrs. Patient, if you pull on a chain that's at the weakest link, it's at one end, the middle, the other end, your heart, your brain, your liver, your kidneys, wherever your genetic weak link is. That's where the chain's going to break, right? So if hormones and hormone regulation is your weak link, that's where you pull on the chain and that's where you're going to get symptoms. So inflammation is the pull on the chain. And people were eating foods regularly that they had a problem with and they didn't know they had a problem with it. And the most common food turned out to be wheat across the board, wheat and then dairy, mm -hmm. most common foods. So I just started my practice with wheat-free and dairy-free, and the result was that um, the um, uh, patients got better. Everybody got better, uh, and it was an important component. And so when pers a person goes wheat-free and they're feeling better, you know, they lose a few pounds in a couple of weeks, you know, it might be five pounds, 10 pounds, their energy's up, they're sleeping better, their joint pain's gone, their headaches are less, or whatever their symptom pattern is, they're feeling better. Then they go out with their friends and they have uh, one piece of pizza 
And the next day, they're as sick as a dog. And they come in and say, oh, I'm so sick. And I say, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. I'm glad you feel terrible. Now, mm-hmm. now you know. Yeah, yeah. Now you know. Right and, and so, you know, that, that, now it's up to you. I mean, you know, you, you want to put poison in your body, go ahead. But now you understand this is gasoline on the fire, pulling on the chain, and your genetic weak link is dot, dot, dot. It doesn't matter. Whatever your genetic weak link is, wherever the weak link in your chain is, too much inflammation, that's where the symptoms are going to come. Yeah, and it's like um, I always say to people, it's your genes load the gun, your lifestyle pulls the trigger, and you know your predisposition to disease plus modern lifestyle equals chronic illness. And there's people always talk about how having a having a um, acidic blood pH causes cancer, but that's one of the things we talk about inflammation being the root of disease as well as being the gut. And I remember you I remember you saying once, pretty sure this was you, you saying because people always wonder how much gluten's okay or how much wheat is okay or if I have one bit bit of wheat or if I have a beer, how long will that react for? And I remember I think you said it's one pinhead or one in a mid or one in ten million. So out of ten million pinheads, if you have one molecule of, of wheat, it can cause a reaction. Is that correct? Yes. Um, I'll give you the background on that. Uh, if you get a vaccination for measles, you get a shot of the bug, measles. Mm. And your brain says, what's that in my bloodstream? That's not good for me. Immune system, you, general. And in your immune system, you have Army, Air Force, Marine Corps generals sitting around with nothing to do. You now are general measles. Take care of this. General measles builds an assembly line. The assembly line starts producing soldiers. They're called antibodies. Now, these soldiers are special forces. They are trained just to go after measles, and they're no nonsense. They've got very high-powered rifles, and they're traveling in the bloodstream. They're looking for measles wherever they see it, and they fire their chemical bullet. And when all of this is done, when the measles from the vaccination, when all of them have been destroyed, General Measles, who's watching this, says, okay, turn off the assembly line. We don't need more soldiers right now. And that process takes about two to three months, sometimes four months, really? depending on depending on what the antigen is, whatever. Because when when you so the, the assembly line stays on for a couple of months, and the antibodies that you produce have a lifespan of four to eight weeks. So now you're looking at four to five months from the time the system got turned on, but. General Measles is now vigilant the rest of his life. That's his exclusive job. If you're ever exposed to measles, if you're on an airplane and the guy behind you is just coming from Africa, coughs into the air, and you breathe in some measles bugs, General Measles gets activated because he's monitoring your bloodstream all the time. General Measles gets activated right away. He just has to flip the switch doesn't have to build the assembly line. That's why if you go to Africa, you need vaccinations months and months ahead of time for yellow fever and dengue fever, all these weird diseases. But if you go back 15 years later, you just need a booster shot two weeks before you go. Everyone knows about booster shots. You just have to wake up general yellow fever or general dengue fever. You just have to wake them up again. When you make elevated antibodies to wheat, Now, not everyone does, but when you cross the line, and maybe we'll talk about what that means to cross the line, it's called loss of oral tolerance. When you cross the line and you start making antibodies to wheat, 
you've got general wheat or general gluten or general gluteomorphin or general amylase trypsin inhibitors. You've got general gluten, I'll say that for now, or general wheat. The rest of his life, he's there to protect you. The rest of his life, it's, and he's called a dendritic cell. That's the technical name in your immune system for general gluten or general measles. And ask any immunologist how much antigen, that means an irritating substance, how much antigen does it take to reactivate a memory B cell? And they'll all tell you, one one thousandth of the initial dose. One, one one thousandth of that initial vaccination you got. Just a minuscule amount. So you order a salad, gluten-free. You, you tell the waitress, I'm gluten-free. They bring you a salad, there's croutons on the salad. And you go, oh. Oh, but I'm so hungry. And you pick the croutons off. You're really careful to pick all the croutons off. The crumbs that are in the greens that you can't see, it's enough. And if the dendritic cell registers one of those crumbs coming into the gut, he flips the switch, the antibodies start being produced to general gluten or general amylase trypsin inhibitors, whatever the, the component of wheat is that you're fighting. He flips the switch, the antibodies are produced, you've got elevated antibodies for two to four months. Now, from, from crumbs from a salad, two to four months. Now, that's okay, so what? With that, so what? But that's the science. Now, the problem with wheat is not that wheat gives you a tummy ache. Only one out of eight people get GI complaints when they have wheat. For the other seven out of eight, they get brain complaints, or liver complaints, or ovarian complaints, or joint complaints, or skin complaints. That the, the manifestation depends on wherever your genetic weak link is. Is that because it's, is that because it's destroyed the gut and going through the gut all the way into the bloodstream? Uh, uh, your genetic your 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 weak link is determined by your genes and your antecedents, how how you've lived your life. Okay. Uh, but, but the damaged gut is a very important topic, and yes, that's the barrier that's supposed to protect you. Yes, and we know from another study from Harvard that every person exposed to wheat, every person gets intestinal permeability every time they're exposed to it. That's the leaky gut. Every person, every time. And when you cross that boundary and you lose oral tolerance whenever that is, and you start, and general gluten gets activated for the rest of your life. You're toast. Now that's a pun. Mm -hmm. That's a geek pun. Right? That's a geek pun. But for, for for the rest of your life, you you have this sensitivity. It won't go away for so, the rest of your life. So what? I mean that. So generally, for, I mean everyone's different. So someone's oral sensitivity can obviously someone's tolerance can be a lot more than other people's, but. It, a lot of people might be listening to this thinking, oh my God, there's nothing I can do. Gluten's in everything. Well, what do you do? If you can get that, if you that's can get... Really, yeah. if you can that's really... Yeah. If you can get switched on by a breadcrumb, then what can you do? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. And it's been a problem. That's why only 8% of celiacs heal on a gluten-free diet. Only 8%. Mm, and really that's cool. why... That's why if you're diagnosed with celiac, as an example, there's something called the standard mortality ratio, SMR. The standard mortality ratio means I'm 66. If I 
had celiac disease. I don't, but if I did, and my brother, who's 65, did not have celiac disease, I'm twice as likely to die at 66 of something compared to when my brother gets to be 66. I'm twice as likely to die at 35 than when my brother gets to be 35. I'm twice as likely to die at 90 than when my brother gets to be 90 of something. That's the SMR, standard mortality ratio. The SMR in celiac disease is two to one. You're twice as likely to die early in life with or without a gluten-free diet. You're still gonna die early of something. Why? Because the exposures in the world are so prevalent. But you take one hour a week on the topic of gluten-free, one hour a week, because it's so overwhelming, as your question just, just outlined. You take one hour a week, and in six months, you've got it down. You understand how to live a gluten-free life. You understand. Um, and one of the important components for that, I'll tell you this, and you're, you're in England, but I'll tell you anyway, is um, there's a digestive enzyme that I, with two scientists, put together uh, four, five years ago now. It's the only one I know of on the market that works like this. And it digests 99% of any gluten you're exposed to, 99% within 60 minutes. And that's the really important point because there are many good gluten digesting enzymes out there, but they take three hours, four hours uh, to work. And anything that comes out of the stomach into the small intestine, that's where the dendritic cells are standing guard is in the small intestine, the proximal part of the small intestine. That's why celiac disease is a disease of the small intestine. So you have to deal with any inadvertent exposures to wheat before it gets into the small intestine. So what does that mean? It means all of my patients and many, many thousands of people around the world, they take E3 Advanced Plus anytime they go out to eat, anywhere, anything, any snacks, they just pop one or two E3 Advanced Plus first. Women keep it in their purse, guys have it in the glove box of their car, that you just take it before you eat to protect you. So that if there's an inadvertent exposure, uh, uh, for example, three of the last seven sushi restaurants I've asked about, the chef puts flour in the sushi rice. Yeah. Wheat, wheat flour, right? So you, you, you never know you never if know. you're going to get an exposure. So everyone needs to be taking E3 Advanced Plus who has crossed the line and lost oral tolerance so that you don't activate the dendritic cells and get two to four months of elevated antibodies in your bloodstream. Well, how would someone know they've lost oral tolerance? Would it be from something like migraines, headaches, joint pain, uh, gut, gut issues, gas, bloating? Or, or if there's someone's got none of those symptoms, what, what else could it be? Could it be itchy anus? Could it be irritated eyes? What, what, how would someone know? Really good question. Um, uh, with the types of symptoms you've just outlined, consistently you find that there's a problem in the gut. And usually there's intestinal permeability, the leaky gut, almost always, but not quite always. But in terms of wheat, how do I know if I've crossed the line with wheat? You do a blood test. You do a blood test. There's no other way to know because you may not feel bad. But if you've got elevated antibodies, you've crossed the line. That's all there is to it. And now, now let's talk a little bit about testing, because in Great Britain, you've got some good testing now, finally. 
Mrs. Patient, Mrs. Patient, proteins are like a pearl necklace. Hydrochloric acid made in the stomach undoes the clasp of the pearl necklace. Now you have a string of pearls. And your digestive enzymes made in the pancreas, the liver, the gallbladder, the microbiota, and the intestines, your digestive enzymes act as scissors to snip away at that pearl necklace, making it smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it snips down to every pearl of the pearl necklace. That's called an amino acid. The amino acids go right through the walls of your intestines because the inside of your intestines is lined with a cheesecloth. And only really small molecules are supposed to go from the intestines into the bloodstream. They've got to go through the cheesecloth. And the leaky gut is when you get tears in the cheesecloth. So these really small molecules, these amino acids, go right through the walls of the intestines into the bloodstream. And then your body uses the amino acids as the building blocks to build muscle, to build brain cells, bone cells, hormones, heart energy. And everything comes from the amino acids, the building blocks of life. But that's how you get the amino acids. You eat the protein and the enzyme snip, 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 snip. It gets small enough to go right through the cheesecloth into the bloodstream and your body will reuse it for something. The problem with wheat is that no human. So anyone who's listening to this, if you're human, even if your girlfriend doesn't think that you're human sometimes, if you're human, you don't have the enzymes to break down wheat into each amino acid, to each pearl of the pearl necklace. No human. There are many studies on this. So the best you can do is break it into clumps of the pearl necklace. They're called peptides. But these peptides are inflammatory in the gut and they cause intestinal, they tear the cheesecloth for everyone. They tear the cheesecloth and you see it within five minutes when you look at something called confocal endomicroscopy. That's a good scrabble word. But at Harvard, they showed the videos of what happens when these people who are sensitive to wheat are exposed to wheat. And you see the intestinal permeability develop within five minutes. And, you know, these, these geeks at Harvard, they're very stoic. They're, the, the head of the, the team is German, very stoic. Dr. Schupan, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I mean, that's, that's what these guys are like, right? But in their study, they even wrote the change in intestinal permeability was, was evident to everyone in the room. And they said that. And you don't see comments like that in these kind of studies. This is their way of saying, oh my God, look at this. You know, I'm half Italian, right? So I can put a little more juice into it. But everyone saw it and it startled them to see that within five minutes of eating wheat, if you have a sensitivity to wheat, if you've crossed the line, you get tears in the cheesecloth. Mm. And so that's the mechanism, right? So how do you know? Well, let's get back to the testing now. Every laboratory in the world checks one peptide of the clumps of the pearl necklace from wheat. But it's many, right? It's There's 62 mm. that, that have been identified in the literature, 62. But every lab only checks alpha glidin. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because that's what we first learned about and that's what we, you know, we spent the money to buy the equipment and we're not going to change our platform and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to 
buy new equipment. Now, they don't tell you that, but that's the reason, right? So they're doing alpha-glidin testing, which is a very important test to do. It's a very good test. If it's a good lab, it's a good test. But if it, and if it comes back positive, you got a problem. But if it comes back negative, it doesn't mean you don't have a problem. Because all it means is you don't have a problem with that clump of the pearl necklace. Well, what about the other clumps of the pearl necklace, doctor? Well, I don't know. I didn't test that. You know, and, and you're stuck with that. Hold on. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So we, um, a laboratory came to England, finally, it's from the U.S. The laboratory opened in 2010, and it got to England in 2012. And uh, it's offered to practitioners by Regenerous Labs, Labs, and they're the representative in Great Britain, in uh, England and Ireland, for the Cyrex test, C-Y-R-E-X, the Cyrex test. And the Cyrex test looks now at close to 20 different peptides of poorly digested wheat. Now, if you're in the U.S., there's another laboratory that has even a more sophisticated test. They're called uh, Vibrant, uh, Vibrant America Laboratories. But in Great Britain, you've got a test that's much more sensitive now than ever before in history. And so how do you know if you have a sensitivity to wheat? You do the Cyrex test, C-Y-R-E-X. You do that blood test and you find out. And you may not like the results because you'll say, well, I feel fine. Doesn't matter how you feel, you're killing off wherever the weak link in the chain is. If the weak link is your brain, you're killing off your brain with the elevated antibodies to wheat. If the weak link is your thyroid, you're killing off your thyroid with the elevated antibodies to wheat. It just depends on where the weak link in your chain is. That's why you see the studies, or if you've watched Betrayal, the autoimmune disease secret they're not telling you. That's the docu-series that we did. Uh, we've had 500,000 people watch it. Thank you, everyone. Um, it's available at our website, thedoctor.com forward slash betrayal. It's free to watch. When you watch betrayal, you hear. And this was a woman in London. Um, I interviewed her in London. And she said, you know, I took the tube to come here. And she said, and, and it was a seven block walk from the station. She said, it's not a big deal. And then she looked off in the distance and she got teary eyed and she said, but it is. And there's the picture of her two years earlier in a wheelchair. She couldn't walk with multiple sclerosis and she had eight lesions on her brain. Then she filed the protocol of her doctor, which included going wheat free Two years later, she only has two lesions left in her brain, and she has no symptoms whatsoever. Madness. I mean, it, it, it really is. Uh, when um, Everyone should watch Betrayal. It's free. And when you see this, when you see this, you go, oh, my goodness, look at this. And that motivates you to say, you know what? I'm going to do this one hour a week. I'm going to listen to another podcast, you know, one hour a week. Or I'm going to read a little of Dr. O'Brien's book, one hour a week. Or I'm going to... Just Google and see what the latest information is out there. One hour a week. And how do I get the toxins out of my life? How do I get the inadvertent exposures to wheat out of my life? It's going to take you a while to learn this stuff. You aren't going to get it like this. But if you go into it accepting 
that base hits win the ball game, and six months, a year from now, you've got this down for you and your family for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You've got it down. That's the way that you're successful at this. Yeah, it's bit by bit. I mean, because it can be overwhelming. But this, I think once you get into it, it's actually quite easy. It's just eating real food and, and staying away from things. That's cooking at home, you know, using your own pots and pans, getting your own food. It's a big thing. But one of the things that is about three, four things I want to talk about because, yeah, brilliant what you said there. <laughs> but one of the things you mentioned about a test, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, because you said they can only test for, like, what, well, they usually test for alpha gliding and and they can now test for a few more with, with the Vibrant and the Cyrex test. But sometimes don't even people get back false um, negatives or false positives because it only, for example, on this, the, uh, maybe you call them like shags, and they're, uh, the carpet shags and that are on your gut intestine. This, unless they're completely worn down, the villi is completely worn down, you don't get a positive result. If you're only 70, 50% or 60% worn down, it comes back negative. Is that correct? Um, the test for food sensitivities are not directly controlled by your level of intestinal permeability. Right. No, they are not. However, intestinal permeability impacts on food sensitivity dramatically. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and in terms of false negatives, the reason you get false negatives is because your doctor only checked alpha-glidin. Right, okay. And, and you're, you're not having a reaction to alpha-glidin. You're having a reaction, a reaction to omega-glidins or to gluteomorphins, or to the glutenins, that you're having a reaction to other proteins in wheat, not alpha-glidin. Mm-hmm. So if they only look at alpha-glidin, you only check alpha-glidin. The other part of this that's even deeper is our parents take their children to allergists. And the allergists, the most common test that allergists do is the skin prick test. You know, they poke your skin with a number of different food substances to see if you have a reaction. And if it comes back positive, you get a red circle where they poked your skin with tomato. They say, you got a problem with tomato or with many different foods that they test. That's a good test. But the accuracy of it, and the studies say 56%. Why is it only 56% accurate? Because Mrs. Patient... Your immune system is the armed forces of your body. It's there to protect you. There's an army, a navy, an air force, a marines, a coast guard. They're called IGA, IgG, IgE, IgM. They're different branches of the armed forces. The skin prick test developed in 1950, same test today, 70 years later, 1950-1950, it's a good test, but it only checks the Air Force. Okay. It only checks IgE. So for our parents who are going to allergists, you must understand that if your child has an IgE reaction, if it comes back positive, that's very important. That's very important. But if it comes back negative, they may have an IgA reaction, and that's celiac disease, or an IgG reaction, and the skin prick test is not testing it. And so it's a limited value test. It's a good test, but it's of limited value. And someone and people always say to me, well, why doesn't my allergist tell me this? Because they don't teach this to the allergists in the, in the conferences they go to. 
It's unfortunate and it's hard to imagine, but there are many cutting edge allergists now that do skin prick testing and they do blood testing for IgA and IgG and IgM. So they're much more comprehensive in what they're looking at. But unfortunately, there are so many allergists who haven't quite gotten up to speed yet. Okay, I've got you. <clears throat> Makes perfect sense, to be honest with you. Um, people, yeah, and that's why having the thorough and actually knowing what you're looking for is a, is a big thing. When you talk there about the lady who had MS, um, I mean, I've got, I've got, I mean, this, this must go into your book. I mean, your book that's out, You Can Fix Your Brain um, just, just One Hour a Week to the Best Memory, Productivity, and Sleep You've Ever Had. I want to talk about that in a bit. It goes into it, really, because <clears throat> I was walking, obviously, I remember even years ago, I mean, doing this a long time now, but maybe I think it was yourself talking about it, how obviously your gut health and your brain health, they're intrinsically connected. You know, your gut's your abdominal brain. It's really important. So if you're getting an inflamed gut, then it's going to obviously impact your memory. It's probably, I mean, and they also talk about how Alzheimer's is stage three um, diabetes and, you know, dementia and all these things, how weak gluten impact the brain. Um, there was a, another one, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember, I think it was you talk, start talking about how it can create plaque on the brain as well, wheat and gluten. And, and that can sort of, I want to go into that as well about how you can get tears in the brain. But there's a, I don't know if, you, if you've heard of Matt Emery. He's got, a, he's got a film out there called Living Proof. Have you heard of that? I have not. You have not. Uh, honest for, for you and you, as well. Um, get hold of him and, and talk to him because he got a film out there, Living Proof. He had MS. Um, and he's got diagnosed with MS and he looked into it like with everyone else. Um, we went down the, the conventional route and he was like, this isn't good. And so him and his dad started to do the research themselves and they looked into all the things that are impacting it and it was all the highly allergenic things and the guy looks a million dollars he's, he's in great shape he's really healthy um, wheat gluten coffee um, uh, dairy was a big one as well for bringing it on uh, these 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 are the issues so it was really important um, he started researching someone else, it was another lady she brought something out about MS but anyway he's, he's seen like and these studies that have been hidden away, he didn't understand it. He's gone around the US and I think in Canada as well, uh, Matt Embry, and he talks about how um, he can't believe these studies aren't more mainstream. Um, and He's uh, absolutely right. You know, the, the, uh, you talk to a guy like that and nothing will break his focus because he saved his own life from my friend, Dr. Terry Walls. Very similar experience. She, had, she is a neurophysiologist. And she was teaching neurophysiology in med school, and she got MS. Well, she knew all of the most cutting-edge protocols, and she did them and kept doing them. And she got worse and worse and worse until seven years into this, she was in a wheelchair, and her brain wasn't working very well, and she was going to have to retire. And someone looked her in the eye, got right in her face, and said, what you're doing is not working. Do something different. Sure. You're, you're an expert at this. Get outside the box. So she went back to the literature and she found, found a study where mice that they'd induced MS-like symptoms in. They changed the mouse diet and they got better. So she changed her diet and she got better enough to where she said, well, there's something to this. Then she came to our seminars at the Institute for Functional Medicine one year to the day after her first IFM seminar, one year to the day. Now, this is a woman who was in a wheelchair, couldn't walk. One year to the day, she rode her bicycle 25 miles. One year to the day. Yeah. And that's why you, you cannot argue with Terry Walls. 
you know, there's um, she's she knows the science, but her her commitment to carrying this message out is like Matt, like like this person you're referring to. They've lived it. Um, their, their lives were highly threatened by it. And it's only us listening to this podcast who have comfortable lives. You know, we've got most of what we want in life. You know, we're all striving for something. But, uh, you know, I like my bagels in the morning. And we think like that. We whine about it. I like my bagels in the morning. Well, we'll put that on your tombstone. You know, that it doesn't matter what you like. You have to learn. You know, some people speak French and English. Some speak people speak uh, uh, Dutch and Spanish and English. Most people don't have a clue how to speak body. They don't understand how to read their body and to listen to what the body says. Mm -hmm. That's what blood tests are for. That's why you check your immune system is because your immune system is the armed forces trying to protect you. Well, the question is, what's it trying to protect you from? When you have an autoimmune disease, it's not an immune system that's gone crazy. It's an immune system that's working overtime to try to protect you. And there's collateral damage wherever your genetic weak link is. And that's causing the tissue damage that you're experiencing in the autoimmune disease you have. But it's collateral damage. Most of the time, it's collateral damage. So what's the immune system trying to protect you from? And that's how we started this show, about environmental toxins. And it all comes back to, and food is an environmental toxin. If you are not well with anything, I don't care what it is, if you are not well with anything, Make it a point, no exceptions. I'm going GMO-free organic for two weeks. No exceptions. And set yourself up, and then notice how your thyroid's functioning. Or notice how your arthritis is. Or notice how your skin is. Just go non-GMO organic for two weeks and see what happens. Now, you really want to do it. Non-GMO organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free Coffee for free. two weeks. Coffee-free. Well, some I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, some people do well. So some of the studies are impressive, and they're major studies on benefits of coffee. And I understand some of the physiology as to why. But 30% of the population does not have the genes to metabolize coffee called slow oxidizers. Mm-hmm. And if, if you happen to carry those genes, you got a problem with coffee. And it causes cardiovascular disease and brain deterioration and many other problems, mm-hmm. wherever your weak link is. It's an environmental toxin for you. But I'm not sure about everybody on that one yet. It's more, it's more the initial point organic coffee. It's one of the most spray crops in the world. As, as well. I'm obviously talking about organic. Oh, organic yeah. There. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. like, it's, and there's, there's notice that some people it can cause, it can irritate their gut. It can, so, I mean, yeah. and, and, and so it's just for me, it's just, err on the side of caution and you know there's, there's some great teas out there that you can have uh, or, or like mushrooms and things you can have that you don't need to be having as you said look if you're getting these issues you're gonna and you want to do it i mean i i know myself having lived through it i i've done anything to get out of pain as soon as i cut out all these yeah. things they're different so, and but these things as you said before i know your books about the brain i mean this is that i always tell people that the way you heal anything is the way you heal everything obviously there's subtle differences but if you take away all the things that inflame in your body and you and you reduce your toxic load and you, and so this is the way you, and your body wants to be healthy it's 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 um 
it's default setting is health. It's all the things we do to it in, in modern lifestyle. It's why you don't you always say you don't see an alligator in the wild with PCOS, or you don't see a rattlesnake, you know, with dementia. You know, I mean, it's only the animals that we deal with that we we, we mess up for our, our feeding them rubbish food. But uh, so with, with your book, I'm guessing you say it's about fix your brain. But if you fix your gut, you fix your brain. Is is I mean, is that what you went into me? Is was I'm mean, guessing as well because the 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 absolute rise of things like Alzheimer's as well and, and dementia. Is that something to do with it? And, and it's pretty much, much of the link between wheat, gluten. and I mean, and the other thing with wheat, I mean, people talk about, we used to eat with me back in the day and it was emma and iron corn. It's very different now, but we're in a modern world, right? And now it's spray big glyphosate and that's ruining, that's destroying the gut. I had I interviewed Dr. St- uh, Stephanie Seneff on it and she was talking about how that plays a role in, in, in um, obviously in autism. And it's not just the one thing, it's you put all these things together and it just, it's like it's like a dynamite. You know the uh, uh, what you said is actually a great bumper sticker to put on your car. The way to heal anything is the way to heal everything. That's mm. a great bumper sticker. That's mm. a great bumper sticker because mm. uh, it's very it's very true. Um, uh, we know now. Uh, my friend Dr. Dale Bredesen is at UCLA, and um, he wrote a book in March of last year called The End of Alzheimer's. And uh, he runs the Buck Institute. That's the Alzheimer's Research Center there. And uh, he's got over 100 cases now, completely reversing cognitive decline in Alzheimer's, completely reversing them. It took five years because there's so much damage. It takes five years, but it's functional medicine. Do they have this? Fix it. Do they have this? fix it. Do they have this? Get it out of there. Do they have this? Get it out of there. And you test, 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 test so that you find out. Do they have gluten sensitivity? Well, only if they have elevated antibodies can you say that, but you have to do the tests that are comprehensive enough you know, to identify it. Do they have dairy sensitivity? Do they have elevated homocysteine? Do they have mold in their house? We now know that over 60% of all Alzheimer's, there's three major types of Alzheimer's, over 60% of all Alzheimer's is inhalation Alzheimer's. Really, yeah. It's what you're breathing. It's the mold. It's the mold in your house or it's the toxic. Every child in Mexico City that they test, every child has evidence of the brain inflammation that causes early Alzheimer's. Every child in Mexico City, mm. the air there is so bad. Every dog on autopsy in Mexico City has Alzheimer's. That's the beta amyloid plaque in the brain. Every dog, everyone. And because you breathe this stuff in, it goes right through your lungs, into your bloodstream, right up to your brain, causing inflammation, just like benzene, when we we talked about at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. It's the same mechanism. So you're absolutely right. The way to fix anything is the way to fix everything. Clean up your life. Get the toxins out. Reduce the toxins as much as you can. When when you mentioned... um with the brain as well, you get tears on the brain. Um, I mean, these these things can be healed, correct? And this, uh, but, but it does take time. That's a really good question. And there's a uh, uh, protective barrier around the brain called the blood-brain barrier. Mm-hmm. And I coined a term in our book, and I hope the whole world's talking about this within a year, and that's capital B number four, B4. What's B4? It's a breach of the blood-brain barrier. Do you have a breach of the blood-brain barrier? Do you have a leaky brain? And leaky gut, 
leaky brain. And the tests for a leaky gut look at antibodies to zonulin, occludin, actomycin. Those are the same components that make up the blood-brain barrier. So if you have elevated antibodies to zonulin, which is one of the biomarkers of uh, uh, leaky gut, you've got a leaky brain because those antibodies were taken from your bloodstream. You draw the blood to test it. Well, the blood is not just in your gut. The blood goes everywhere. So if you've got these antibodies to zonulin circulating through your bloodstream, they go after zonulin everywhere. That means your brain, means your lungs, it means your kidney, it means your bladder, wherever there is zonulin, not just your gut. I mean, this is, it's really important. Do you have to go, to, um, or, or can you stay for a little, little bit longer? We're good for a little bit longer. Cool. It's just because I want to get into it, because people, people don't, it's, it, one of the uh, phrases uh, I think Paul Cech said is that like people are only, can only your, your body's only as healthy as the blood that you've got in it, and same with your brain. You know, the blood surrounding your brain isn't healthy, uh, and so and so. It's a really interesting topic you put in there, especially when people like the medical industry come out and say detoxification's all rubbish. You know, it's all a myth. The body detoxes itself, um, and it's like, yeah, the body does detox itself. And back in the nineteen forties, maybe that was enough. But in two thousand eighteen, when we are surrounded by all these toxins, no matter where you turn. Don't you think it's very important to be taking things daily that do chill out these heavy metals and different toxins and build your immunity? And as you put in your book in Chapter 3, you know, when you fix your body, you'll fix your brain. Uh, Dr. Mark Houston um, runs the Hypertension Institute at Vanderbilt University. He's a brilliant guy. And this is his phrase that the human body has a limited number of responses to an unlimited number of insults. We have, this, we have the same response mechanisms that our ancestors had a thousand years ago. We don't have any new detox pathways that have developed to accommodate breaking down PCBs or DDT or mercury or lead. We don't have any pathways to deal with the toxins that we are now exposed to. The pathways that we have, our immune function, are exclusively the pathways that were designed to deal with bacteria and bad water that our ancestors walking around, they scooped the crud off the water and they drink from the pond, whatever was there. Or if they eat some meat, you know, they'd bury the meat to keep it somewhat fresh. But when they dig it up and they eat the meat, you know, they get bugs and bacteria that our immune systems are designed to handle those types of toxins. That's it. We don't have an immune system that's specifically designed to handle phthalates from plastic. But every time you put plastic wrap on food, the plasticizers in the plastic wrap get into the food. Every time you bake with aluminum foil, the aluminum crumbles at the microscopic level. It crumbles 185 degrees centigrade, 365 Fahrenheit for 90 minutes. The aluminum crumbles, and it's in the food that you had wrapped in aluminum foil, whether it's baked potatoes or chicken or fish or whatever it should be. We don't have detox pathways designed for the toxic world we live in today. 
And so our body is trying its best to accommodate protecting us. Our immune system is doing everything it can to protect us from these thousands and thousands of chemicals. Every newborn child now in America, and I'm assuming the same in Great Britain, every newborn child has at least 186 toxic chemicals in their bloodstream at birth that are not supposed to be there. They're not supposed to be there. And why are they there? Because mom and baby's immune systems can't break them down and get rid of them. That's why they're there. Many of them are neurotoxins. That's one of the reasons why autism is through the roof. And you've talked to Dr. Seneff. Autism is through the roof, and it's getting much, much worse. And it's not vaccination. Vaccinations don't cause... It's, it's foolish to say vaccinations cause autism. No, they don't. Vaccinations may cause autism. Absolutely true. But you make a general statement, vaccinations cause autism, you're a nutcase. Mm-hmm. And most of the world will stand against you. Yeah, yeah. You, make a, you make a statement, vaccinations may cause autism. Mm-hmm. If it's the threshold, you know, the last straw that broke the camel's back well, yeah. in that child's body. Mm-hmm. That's the way you look at vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And so you want to detox your children. You want to prepare them for vaccinations ahead of time if you choose to give them vaccinations. But you prepare them ahead of time. And you don't onslaught them with many, many vaccinations at the same time when their fragile immune systems can't handle it. You give them one and you wait a couple of weeks. You give them one more if the parent chooses to do that. But you have to understand these are toxins and you don't want to go over the line well, with yeah. your child. I but mean, that's the way you think about that. that. That's the way you think about about vaccinations. And it's a very powerful toxin. To the body and if it takes you over the line as you know children die from it children their their vitality's gone They're, they can be bedridden for the rest of their lives they lose brain function uh, there are thousands and thousands of cases of the problems with uh vaccinations we all know that but just don't talk about it as a fanatic yeah, yeah. talk talk about it from the bigger picture Uh, It's another environmental toxin and a really big one, but it's another one of those environmental toxins. Yeah, no, she she was just saying that combining it with the fact, this is what people ask about, well, how can children have, newborn babies have cancer and stuff? And she's like, well, it's what comes out of percentage, what mum's having, it goes into baby. And so, and baby's only got, and baby's immune system isn't isn't tough. And then, and this is the same with the vaccinations. It's saying that the vaccines that that have got, Different things in them like MSG now, mercury, antifreeze, carbolic acid, etc., etc., whatever it is, anyway. You add that with the glyphosate and then the heavy metals, and it's just like, as you said before, it, and then the schedule that, I mean, ours is bad enough, your schedule is ridiculous over there. It's uh, and it's just, it's just like asking for trouble. And you've seen, I've actually got two ladies coming on the show who's whose children were absolutely fine walking around, had the vaccines, and then boom, they just don't, they, 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 they just gone behind the eyes and so and so and this is the thing as you said it's i mean but i think that ww i think it's the truth about vaccines we're saying that the amount of of mercury or i think i I think it was mercury in one of these vaccines it was more than what we should be giving to to an adult and it was yeah and and i think i can't remember what there was a doctor out there once i think it was a few years ago he said look i will give hundred thousand pounds to any doctor that will have the same amount of mercury uh in terms of ratio given to them like a child would 
and literally no no doctor uh, took it up and he's like a hundred thousand dollars and so yeah i mean i'm for things that work if it works cool but if it, if it's got a chance of taking your child away from you then i think um approach with caution and this is this is what i say so for all of our listeners if you remember this one concept the human body has a limited number of responses to an unlimited number of insults. Mm -hmm. If you remember that concept, then it starts to make sense that our bodies get overwhelmed by the number of insults that we're exposed to every day. You take one hour a week to learn about these insults, just one hour a week. And when you start reducing the number of insults that you are being exposed to, and your children are being exposed to. You see the results. You start getting healthier. Oh right? yeah, 100%. I mean, I've seen people, even children, children, people out there will, will, will deny it and say you can't do it. But I've spoken to women that have changed their, their child's life around with autistic who've taken all the allergenic foods out and they've put them on probiotics and fermented food and enzymes and limited exposure to toxins. And the guy, and the, the, um, one of the guys, um, Little Jack, he went from literally being an hour to, to do nothing to being a normal boy, basically, and it's it's amazing. And as you said, the same as uh, Terry Walls, your friend, and the same as Matt, people can argue it to the blue in the face, but when you've lived it, like, it's like I don't care what your scientific study says, I've lived it, and that's the truth. And so, so um, Dr. Brian, your book, you can fix your brain, and as you keep saying, in just one hour a week, um, well, just one hour a week to the best memory, productivity, and sleep you've ever had. Um, I'm guessing, I mean, uh, people can go out there and get that and they can learn all about it. And as you said, it's just taking it step by step. And if you do one hour a week to it, you're going to be in a far more informed position than you were previously. That's exactly right. And, you know, for people who listen to you and your interview style, and I'm sure people keep coming back and back because you're extremely knowledgeable in your questions, you ask good questions. But that's because you've been doing this now for a while and you've been reading every week. You read something else and you read something else and you read something else and you read something else. And so you've got a bigger picture about this than most of the people that are listening. But it's not that you've got a better brain, which you may or you may not, but rather <laughs> yeah. but rather you've been allocating like one hour a week or more probably for you. But you've you've applied this principle base hits win the ball game. I'm just going to learn a little bit more this week. Next week, I'm going to learn a little bit more. And that, that will be true for everyone. You just pick the topics that you want to get good at and really know something about. And right now, it's your health. This topic is your health and the environmental exposures you're being exposed to. Yeah. I mean, one of the quotes, I think I'll put it on my, uh, on my Skype, I should say, when, when a man's got his health, he's got a million dreams. But when he hasn't, he's got one. You know, and that's it. And, and just quickly, just for the guys uh, and girls out there, um, Dr. Brian, yeah. um, where can we get this book? Is it on, on www.thedoctor.com? Um, and, and the E3 Advanced Plus Digestive Enzyme, where can we get that? Well, uh, the E3 Advanced Plus, I don't know if it's available in Great Britain. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Shame. Um, I, I, I would like it to be, uh, but, I, you know, I don't. I'm not much on marketing, okay. right? It's, and I'm I'm not a nutrition distributor for the world, but okay. we would love to get it out there. Uh, it's certainly in the U.S. and Canada. Um, and the book is uh, at Barnes and Noble and Amazon, and um, there'll be the audio book 
Uh, it's in pre-launch right now. So within the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, people can order it right now and it'll be shipped out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so um, uh, Amazon's very common. Um, iBooks is another place. Uh, there's five places, and I don't, I don't remember where they that's all right, are. That's right. If you type it, if I typed it into Google, it was it's uh, well, I got it. It was um, yeah, it's an Amazon. You can people find it on Amazon. It'd be right there. As for that, I'm actually over in Canada and the US in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, did, is is the free Advance Plus? Is it online only, or is it actually in health shops? Would I better find it in a health shop? It's online. It's at thedoctor.com, thedr.com. Don't spell the word doctor out. It's thedr.com. Awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on, um, Dr. O'Brien. Could you just hang on one second there and we get out? Um, guys and girls, Dr. O'Brien, thank you very much and um, for coming on, and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully get you back on very soon. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. So, guys and girls, that was Dr. Tom O'Brien. I'm sure you got a lot out of that, you know. Um, as we're talking about the amount of toxins that are coming in, especially in today's world, 2018, we have to, we have to, well, limit our exposure and do all we can as well to chile out those toxins that are in us. Um, because the more toxins you've got in your body, obviously the worse it's going to be. It's going to cause an autoimmune response. Um, and it's just it's just a recipe for trouble. It's a recipe for disaster. And we want to we want to stop that um, as much as possible. And we can do it, you know, by looking at things you put in your skin, your toothpaste, what you put in your hair, what you're cooking with every day, the water you're using, putting your phone. If you've got your phone on you, making sure it's on airplane mode and carrying it, not putting your pocket by your breast. Million and one things you can do. And I'm sure you got a lot out of that interview with Dr. O'Brien. He's uh, we're definitely getting back on. He's phenomenal most of the guests i get on i want to get on again because they're just great people they've got phenomenal knowledge and it is really easy to talk to i mean that was a fun interview for me i'm, I'm sure it was for you to listen to but just really easy to talk to, to dr o'brien um and they say he's a he's a plethora of knowledge or he has a plethora of knowledge which is awesome um as always guys um, we got more exciting guests coming your way. As I said before the show, we'll be over in Canada and the US. And I'm really trying to get some um, face-to-face interviews over there if I can, which would be brilliant and really exciting. Um, as I said before, guys and girls, our free four-day mini course is still going strong. Uh, if you're dealing with any sort of chronic illness, skin issue, gut issue, maybe you've got chronic fatigue, maybe you've got thyroid issue, uh, maybe you've got adrenal problems or or whatever it may be, mental clarity problems, then head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and we've got our free 4-day mini course and anyone who's looking for some personal one-to-one advice and you, and you may think one of our programs will help you then you can send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or just head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and uh, you've got the contact link there you can speak to us otherwise guys and girls as always I want you to stay happy stay healthy and I'll speak to you soon bye bye If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.